0: Just like that, final hours here for the Thursday edition. Hot my with with Withrow across the Outkick Network. Includes YouTube. You can subscribe to the channel. Search out Outkick. Chad is in the chat currently. Any reaction to uh, Bronson Arroyo, who's in the studio? A little bit. Uh, we
1: got someone in here It's just completely taken over. Oh, wow. just started. I, no, I don't, it's it, not Coral
0: it, any, anymore, Chad. It's,
1: we get occasionally like someone who just, it's like stream of consciousness, and I, I can't even connect the dots or the thread between one post to the next of what the person's talking about. So that's what's going on there right now.
0: Well, good luck with all of that, as you uh, try to you're trying to, to be the uh, the policy holder, holding people to a certain standard. You're the Big Ten, for the, the the bigger company that is the NCAA, and you're laying down the law when <laughs> no one else will.
1: Yeah, I just I've I've given up oh. on, on today. Today's it's it's um it's light it's light in there. I someone just uh, asked a question. Does the promo get person get paid one time or weekly? Oh. <laughs> that's the last. That's the last post. Yeah. That's where it's devolved. That's where we are right now, honey. I don't know how to answer that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know the answer to that. I don't know what to say. I, you know, uh, someone just put, keep up, Chad. I'm going to, here's Chad what I'm going to write, you, you just respond
0: sorry. with like, uh, you know, we uh, there's gallons and quarts, like the Bargatze. Yeah. Uh, you were Washington asking about measurements again? Yeah. Okay. I've got you.
1: Uh, I'm just putting, sorry, I have failed you all today.
0: <laughs> it's been that one day. For that, I apologize. You know who, what has failed us? Uh, it is NFL offenses this year. Tonight, Thursday night football, Pittsburgh hosting New England. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, with Mitch Trubisky starting against, well, Bailey Zappi is presumed to be the starter for the New England Patriots. These offenses, Chad, Pittsburgh is averaging 16 points per game. New England, dead last, averaging... 12 points per game. Scoring is down. The NFL sends out press releases each Monday and Tuesday, and they point to things that are true, but it covers up some issues that I think are very difficult to explain or figure out. They'll send out uh, 75, roughly 75% of the games this year are within one score in the fourth quarter. That's great. But when New England is facing uh, Los Angeles and it's six nothing in the fourth quarter. That's a one score game that is awful. And that counts for the numbers that they're pushing. They want excitement and entertainment, and they want drama. Maybe you get the drama, but it's not exciting. Is it entertaining? Well, the numbers are up, so fans are entertained. I just, uh, what do we point to? I think it's a number of issues. I don't think it's name-image likeness. I think it's the development of offenses or the lack thereof in college football. The NFL has gradually, they've embraced those offenses, look around the league for what it was to what it is now, what Saban was complaining about to what he has uh, adjusted to at Alabama, for instance, at the quarterback spot. There's a lot of movement, though, in the portal that I think affects the the quarterback development in a system. And I, I mean... The fact in a fourth and one in the NFL today, quarterbacks are in shotgun explains a lot about what's not happening across the league. But I think what we gloss over is the coaches are just not that good at developing players behind the scenes. Oh, we don't have enough time. Then stop with the you know dizzy bat races in April and May when you actually do have players in Uh, for organized team activities or minicamps. Stop with the... He's not one that's complaining about it, but Doug Peterson, in mandatory minicamp, does not make it mandatory that veterans have to show up if you're in the league for a certain amount of time, if you're a vested vet. Props. But he's not complaining about it, and for the most part, the players show up and they produce. That's what you have to do. And I I don't think a lot of times, Chad, the... I don't think the development from the assistant coaches is all that great. I think another factor, a lot of the really good offensive coordinators are not now head coaches. And when they become head coaches, they're not necessarily doing what made them become a head coach. They were hired because they were great play callers. They were hired because they developed quarterbacks or worked well with said quarterback. And then they became a head coach and failed miserably, or they're on the hot seat, or They're just getting a job, and they've got a young quarterback that's probably not going to work out all that well. Injuries are a factor, but don't let them fool you. Scoring was down in September. They're going to point to all the injuries and all the backups across the league now. That is a convenient excuse. And I'm not buying it, because I saw it happen in week one, two, three, and four. And by the time October rolled around, kickers were in the MVP race for individual teams and there's several punters and kickers that would be listed as the top 5 players on said roster that's ridiculous and at some point while we complain and laugh at Iowa that won 10 games and could barely muster field goals that in the Big 10 championship game the over under for the first half for Iowa was 0.5 would they score a point was what you were betting on could they get a field goal would Michigan turn the ball over in their own territory and give the ball, give the Iowa a field goal? We're seeing that in the league right now. But the excuse making of oh that, that we got nine backups starting this weekend, ten rookies are starting across the league. Fine, they should be better than what they are. And the coaches that want to point blame or deflect blame, they're not necessarily pointing blame. But it's about execution. It's not about we're going to coach them up and it, you know the plays are there. We're just not doing it well. Whatever. Uh, it's time to, to stop the excuse making and actually produce what the rules are set up to do. It is extremely difficult to play corner in the NFL right now. I think it's the most difficult position in the league. You're on an island and the rules are set against you. You've got a uh, legal contact after five yards. Defensive pass interference. You're not reviewing that. But yet scoring is where it is. And it's not over the last three years. 2021, scoring was way up. 2022, by the way, during the COVID year, where fans weren't in attendance, scoring was up. The offseason didn't happen then, except for Tampa. And scoring was up. So they're not pointing that out. They're pointing to the low-hanging fruit of, well, the quarterbacks are the backups, and we're seeing a lot of movement. That's BS. I point to the coaching staffs and the development, or lack thereof, and the fact that coaches are trying to keep their jobs so they're deflecting to their roster. Don't let them sell you on what has been mediocre job execution from the top down.
1: Hunt, I think ultimately, you're right. This falls to the feet of the coaches for not figuring it out and being better offensive coaches. I think the problem is on both ends, college and pro, but for different reasons. I think in the NFL, you've got a lot of coaches that are coordinators or offensive coaches that spend a lot of time watching film and devising things and plays in a system that works without acknowledging what players they're using. It's pieces on a chessboard, but to them, all of those pieces are roughly equal. So everything's kind of the same. There's not a lot of advancement yeah. or development of I need to utilize this guy's skill set or I need to draft a guy who does this well or my quarterback can only do this, this, and this, but he's really good at this, this, and this, so I'm going to change the offense completely to fit the plays that, that work for him, and I'm going to find a way to make it work with my personnel. It's kind of just a catch-all, I'm going to devise plays that should work but not take into account the players they have. And in college, I think you've got a lot of coaches who run the, pro- the programs they, they have. And I, I understand this totally. They're running their program. So what I mean by that is they're recruiting and trying to bring in guys that fit what they do, not necessarily what fits as the universal chess piece or really a checkers piece to the NFL of what they're going to do with that player. They're trying to find guys that fit the skill set of what they do offensively or defensively. So when players are there for a while, it's, it's they're, being, they're being coached into a system the coach possesses that he wants to utilize, uh, whether that be the coordinators or the head coach if the head coach has the defense or offense. So it's the two not really shaking hands in the middle with college, and the NFL, that's led to this bad offense in the NFL. I also feel like, to your point, Coaches are just very lazy about this one thing in the NFL. Well, if they don't know how to do this, this, and this, and they're not great at this by the time we get them, there's no help. I'm not going to sit here and teach technique or fundamental as much or any of that. Either they can do it or they can't.
0: And they should be able to do it by then. They're pros.
1: They should be able fundamentally. to. But I'm saying you can develop players into something you're doing better. Well, they're doing that, though, I do
0: think there's time to learn something th- else. Think about how the rules change on tackling and how the defenses evolved and developed in that that was a coached thing that was a coached rule that players had to get on board with because they they have a cba that allowed them to change the rules when they wanted to for health and safety all all fine that that's not becoming really an issue You don't hear players discussing that anymore that was coached so i i mean you you mentioned like uh teams bringing in players to fit their system in college yes that, that should be the same way in the NFL. Well, honestly, the tra- I think the transfer portal should actually help NFL it's, coaches.
1: Well, but And here's why. They're getting a different experience, different terminology a lot of times. And a lot of these guys are going to different styles of offense. But you may be so coached they should a be a little way. bit more advanced. Yeah, On the but, fundamentals, I'm
0: saying. The, right, the but technique. they're going to get
1: coached a different way when they get to the NFL, too, based on the coach that drafts them. So that should help their advancement. What you don't want is one guy who does one thing a certain way – it's like the, the the knock on the Mike Leach quarterback for years, right? Oh, he only knows this way. Their terminology is very limited. Uh, it's not doesn't work doesn't translate to the NFL. But I think well, if like- guys are playing at two and three places over the course of their college career, and if they're if they're playing for good coaches, which sometimes they're not, but if they're playing for good offensive coaches, that should aid them into the NFL. I don't think we've seen the the full. That's not manifested itself fully yet into the NFL. But, like We're still in the beginning days of quarterbacks playing at multiple places, most of them. Yeah. So that's kind of starting. I would say Jalen Hurts is one good example of how it can work. Where he was at Bama, then he was at Oklahoma, and it's worked out pretty well in the NFL. So I, I, I don't know. There's definitely a reason for this, and we're kind of breaking it down to why offenses are so bad this year in the NFL and I think all of this probably fits into it.
0: No doubt. And I, I think, too, like I'm looking at from like uh, coaches in the league that will try to adjust a quarterback's arm angle on a throw. We saw it with Tebow, for instance. Where we didn't see it was with Patrick Mahomes. You drafted him to fit your style, and you're letting Mahomes be Mahomes, right? Um, meanwhile, you have the greatest coach of all time with a rookie quarterback paired with Josh McDaniels, who then becomes the head coach of the Raiders. And Bill Belichick does what? He goes with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia to develop Mac Jones. It's ridiculous. And he's the, he's the goat. So if we're going to go from the very top of the league as the head coach making that decision to where we saw Frank Wright get booted as the guy who was hired to develop the number one overall pick, turns out it was Bryce Young. Uh, there's a massive gap between the organizations how they're viewed and the mentality of developing the quarterback seems to be about the same and that's going back to what is going on here i, I mean i, I think if it's you're not like we have more elite quarterbacks 10 years ago than we do well, now he, here's it, what it, i think you
1: you should see more of there we, was just more execution then we talked about this with justin fields and pairing him up with ryan day right Just like assistant coaches use a great head coach or a great system to elevate their careers, position coaches then go to another place and become a coordinator. Then they eventually go and become a, a head coach somewhere. Are we going to enter an era where those few, very few, can't miss quarterback prospects? They get teamed up with their quarterback coach or their coordinator in college. And as more and more college coaches look to get out of the NIL transfer portal world, just move on up with that guy when he gets drafted and say, okay, now you get this guy for another 10 years in your career and we're going to run that offense. It's not the worst idea if you're an owner and you're sold that, you know, this is the guy you draft, a, you know, who's been the most hyped? Trevor Lawrence, Andrew Luck before that you draft that guy and say, yeah. I'm going to bring on their guy from Clemson or Stanford or wherever. And we're just going to pair those two together because in the interviews with this player, I know how much he values the help he gets from this coach. And if this coach wants to move up to the NFL, now's the time to do it and he can stay right here
0: with this quarterback for the foreseeable future. But there is a lot of perception of guys who are paired with a quarterback that aren't really that good. Right. And I, I view that through the lens of, well, um, Uh, Nathaniel Hackett you know he's hired because Aaron Rodgers was being recruited to join Denver and now he's the offensive coordinator with the Jets and well well at the bottom of the league that's one though
1: too that if it works for Aaron Rodgers and his offense it's fine but
0: but so that Hackett's being hired because of Rodgers
1: yes but even if that's the case as long as they're paired up
0: You're fine. If that quarterback
1: leaves or the guy goes to their job, he's going to get exposed. Adam Gase. For not being a good coach. Yeah. Another example. But again, it works for those quarterbacks. My only point is, if these guys are so great in college, which some of them are, and they go to the NFL and they suck, then something's going on here. Either they were inflated because of personnel around them in college, or it was a system thing, or they really don't have what it takes ultimately to be a pro quarterback, Or they're not
0: getting good coaching. Well, some of it. And they're not getting the right coaching. Some of it, too, is you have to coach them based on the speed of the game. And it's not necessarily everyone's running 4-3, but the hash marks. Everything's played in the NFL down the middle of the field. And in college, it's on one side or the other based on where the hashes are lined up. So you get to see more openings. There's more room to work with. It's more obvious where your reads are going. And the speed is different. In the NFL, everything's happening fast. How fast did the Colts get to uh, the, the punter for the Titans this past weekend? He, did, he couldn't even get the punt off. As fast even as even someone to, can run without being touched. Yeah, as, as fast as it took for him to catch the ball. Yeah. And they were there to block it and take his knee out. I think all that plays a factor. But the coaches, I'm not saying they get a free pass because there's a lot of coaches on the hot seat. But I think coaches get a free pass when, in, in terms of how good they actually are because the quarterback just clicks, and they get it. And they're propped up. And then three years later, they haven't developed the next quarterback. And he's deemed a bust. Which is a problem. One big thing on every NFL game for Week 14. We've got it for you. Some actual good matchups with good offenses this week. And in prime time. That's next to the Hot Mike with Hunter Withrow across the Outkick Network. Sixth and Peabody, our broadcast site each and every day. Hot my with Hutton Withrow across the Owl Kick Network.
1: I think Bronson Arroyo went out and got himself some moonshine when
0: they, he finished yeah. up here. What would you go with that? Do, you, do they, have the, the, they have the Christmas? Out I, saw there, the you
1: had, I feel like you, you may have had it at some point. It's like a cookies and cream.
0: Oh, yeah. I've got that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. Um, I'll let you try it. I'm not sure if they sell it here yet. Soon. This is an advanced? It might be. You're a
1: taste tester? Hutton is the tastemaker of uh, Old Smokey. Yes, and uh, clothing, apparel lines, Yeehaw beer, Old Smoky, a little bit of everything. He's a tastemaker.
0: I'm the. Yes, yeah, so my my palate is made for uh, moonshine only.
1: Yeah, he's the moonshine expert.
0: <laughs> is it a sommelier? Is the, the yeah. wine expert? That's, yeah.
1: Hutton's that,
0: but with I'm a moonshine. level uh, level uh, three. What is it? Level two. I can pair moonshine with <laughs> practically anything for you. It's like this is a. I've often wondered.
1: Boysenberry twigs, I'm, I'm getting a sense of here. I, I'm,
0: not, I'm not saying they, they're Salt. not good at determining what is good, okay? But who determined that the, the man or woman that said, you know what, my palate's better than yours, how do you know? How do you know that we're judging it? It's like, what's fashion? They, these, you know, that, these people that are older than you know grandparents are determining what's in style. Yeah, on the runway, it's, and I'm thinking to myself, like, who who anoints them? I know the public, but like, it, it had to start somewhere. It's so it's both a blessing.
1: Like, you have to have a really good taste buds. I've done a little bit of research on this. Yeah, but how, by research, I watched and this people Apple TV show, it, right? Drops of God. That's about uh, wine tasting, yeah. and, and the two people that are squaring off this wine tasting competition. It, it you, you have to develop it. Right, it's like training any other muscle. It is. I mean, these. People blindfold themselves. It's about scent. They know the. It's about taste. Like they have to be taste tested it, different the things. Year. They have to know all that. But like it's getting a sense of what you know. It's
0: there's a skill to it. But I, I but thought it was are,
1: crazy too. Like who decides no, how I'm someone's saying,
0: good at this? I'm not. I'm not ridiculing them. They are being trained based on a set of uh, parameters that was established. That was just agreed to. I don't. I don't know. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no. It's, it's, not, very, like a, a it, mat, it's not like a. It's not like an equation very, that someone.
1: Yes. It's still very subjective. There's not. It's not like science to where it's like this one. I mean, I guess there are some levels, but like this is better than this because yeah. it contains these properties and the score of these properties together and the purity of it right. is this high. Like looking at the clarity of a diamond or whatever. Right. Yes. There's still a big measure of subjectivity to it but you can still see whether it's But clear I mean or not. there's also age involved and there right. are regions that are better that
0: are Sure. So Chad, by the way uh, I don't know that never, we saw here going trying to determine Woodford from Weller he's very good at that. The palate Yeah, you is, can I you know
1: wheat from rye. Close my eyes, blindfold me, <laughs> give me a taste of it. I can, I can get pretty close to it. We can also time. tell
0: you about uh, the good and bad of NFL week 14. It is time for yes. one big thing on every NFL game. Cardinals and Commanders are on the bye week this week. Kicks off tonight in week fourteen, Patriots and Steelers, Thursday night football. Over the last seven regular season matchups between these two teams, the Patriots six and one overall. And think about the organizations here. You know, the you've got some of the most stable organizations from the top down over the last two decades. Oh, yeah. And in the case of the Steelers, forever. Um, felt like an annual playoff game between these two in the AFC. Yes, yes. And the magnitude tonight, well, not all that much because of the, the Patriots. It's big for the Steelers based on the playoff situation. Um, I will say the Steelers, they're 10-1 and one in their last 11 one-score games. They are 12-2 and two in their last 14 one-score games. Trubisky tonight.
1: This is a dreadful game between two very good franchises yeah. over the years, but... Man, it's tough to get excited about this one. Now I am interested to see Hutton though if there's even really a drop off
0: from Pickett to Trubisky. Don't know that there will be. We'll see. Uh could be one of two things could happen with that. Uh, Trubisky needs to let it rip. Pickett would, but he's being coached not to. He's throwing like five yard passes. Uh Bucks are on the road against Atlanta. Divisional matchup, very average to below average teams. Bucks are 5-7, and seven, Atlanta 6-6, six and six, and they lead the division. Ten 1,000-yard seasons. Last t- 10 years, Mike Evans has done it again. We're watching a Hall of Famer. Atlanta's defense, this is crazy. Atlanta's defense has gone 24 consecutive quarters without allowing a touchdown. That's the largest streak in the NFL.
1: It's got a lot to do with their opponents in those 24 quarters because it's yeah, been
0: bad. It's also really bad offense. Speaks to the offense, you're right. Rams are taking on the Ravens. Don't look now, but the Rams are making a legit playoff push. They'll have to win in the elements. This could be the worst weather game of Sunday. Steady rain, potentially heavy rain, and winds around 20 miles per hour. Uh, It could reach up to 30. This will be ugly, sloppy, and par for the course across the league. It's also been sloppy if you're the opponent playing Baltimore. Baltimore is plus 137 in point differential. That's the best in the AFC. The Ravens have just a half-game lead over the Chiefs, Dolphins, and the Jags currently for the top spot uh, in the AFC. Uh, beyond the uh, the obvious with Lamar Jackson, who is in the MVP hunt, the Ravens, they are looking around going, okay, how do we get some steady uh, consistency? They have a chance today, or on Sunday, against a Rams team that has been way better than expected. Jackson's last two seasons, um, after playing 12 games, and um, he's looking for Baltimore in the, the, the postseason. That's where he's going to have to earn the money, Chad. He got the extension. We haven't seen him produce what he does in the regular season, in the postseason. Bears are hosting the Lions. Don't overlook this. The Lions, they head to Chicago. They face a Bears team that was on the bye week last week, and who they narrowly defeated in week 11. They needed 12 points in the fourth quarter to beat Chicago. And despite the the big disparity in records of this matchup, this is a matchup of two defenses going in opposite directions. The Bears' defense, much improved. And the Lions, they've allowed 26 or more points four weeks in a row. Chad, are you still a believer in Detroit?
1: I'm still a believer in Detroit. Uh, Green Bay is giving me some cause for concern within that division, okay. the way they've played lately. And uh, we're going to get to it. But my, my guy, Josh Dobbs, is now the starter again, or remains the starter in Minnesota. Need to see him bounce back to know what that division looks like. But Hutton, still a believer in Detroit. Colts
0: and Bengals. Minshew Mania is back. That's four straight wins for the backup quarterback. What oh, that dude does. And now the Colts. Are where they're not supposed to be. They're seven and five. They are a game and a half behind Jacksonville for the division. Um, and the Bengals, well, they got good play from Jake Browning, AFC's Offensive Player of the Week. Can they repeat that? We'll see. Bengals are six and six. Colts seven and five. The Browns also seven and five. They are hosting Jacksonville. It's a short week for the Jags. They're played on Monday night. Now they're on the road. Weather could be a factor here too. Trevor Lawrence, he may not play. CJ. Bethard would get the the start on the road. And while the Browns have had been plagued by injuries at quarterback, they are five and one against the spread this season. That's tied for the best record in the league. That defense shows up week in and week out, Chad.
1: No doubt. this is um, this is kind of like you said, don't overlook Detroit and Chicago. This yeah. is a wildly interesting game to me. Um, with the Trevor Lawrence deal going on with Joe Flacco in game number two. I've got my eyes on this one. And I, Lawrence I didn't was, think I'd say that earlier in the and week. And if
0: Lawrence plays, even more so. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he was limited in practice, so he's trying to give it a go. Saints are hosting the Panthers. It's a must win for the Saints. They're 5-7. and seven. They're playing Jameis Winston at quarterback. And on the other sideline, Bryce Young, who hasn't thrown for over 200 yards in a game since week eight. And... Now he faces a, an above-average defense, pass defense. So if, you, if you're if you playing the Saints defensively and in fantasy, start them against the the Panthers' offense. At least I'm looking at it as a, a must-win factor for New Orleans where the pressure's on to win at home. we got to get it done.
1: I don't think anyone, and obviously David Tepper didn't expect this, but I don't think anyone thought the Panthers were going to be quite this bad, So, especially offensively, and that's why they fired their coach
0: midseason. The Saints have not covered – against the spread at home this season. The Panthers, they are 1-5-1 and one against the spread on the road. So something's got to give That's right. on this one. Um, things may get crazy in, uh, in the Meadowlands, in New Jersey. Winds between 15 and 25 miles per hour. More steady rain as the Texans visit the Jets. Uh, you've got Zach Wilson, who's back as the starter. Plenty of storylines here. And then the last rookie head coach and quarterback to make it to the playoffs was Chuck Pagano and Andrew Luck. The Texans, if you're going to make your playoff push, get this game in hand. Head back to Houston with a victory. Stroud is the first NFL quarterback from Ohio State to eclipse 3,000 yards passing in a season. You, you don't want to leave.
1: That's crazy. You don't want to leave this game if you're Houston Hutton s- saying, man, it sucks that Zach Wilson's re-entry into the lineup was the spark that the Jets needed to get things yeah, going offensively. sucks we
0: couldn't score 12 Against points.
1: us. Because that would not be a good way for this game to end for them. No.
0: Uh, Seahawks and 49ers uh, also face off here, and you've got uh, Week 16's Monday Night Football matchup against the Ravens. It's a, a Super Bowl preview, but you're looking at uh, what happens with the 49ers as they return home after a big win on the road. Seattle's reeling, and now the next two games for Seattle after losing 49ers, and then they will host the Eagles. That is not easy. 49ers are 21 and four. With Christian McCaffrey starting. 30 touchdowns in 25 games for Christian McCaffrey. Kyle Shanahan, 1 in 31 though, when trailing by three or more points entering the fourth quarter. That's also insane. You know what's insane to me too?
1: Double digit favorite for the 49ers against the 6 and 6 Seahawks team. That's a little hot based on what I was expecting. I thought it'd be more like 7.5 instead of 10.5. but... Yeah.
0: That's Vegas believing in the Niners, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, the uh, Vikings and Raiders are also facing off as Josh Dobbs returns for Minnesota. He's back, baby. Bills and Chiefs, 6-6. Six and six. The Bills would miss the playoffs right now. And, well, they're 2-6 and six in those close matchups that Steve Tasker pointed out, including losses to the Jets in overtime and New England. Those are games that keep you out of the postseason. Josh Allen's got a lingering shoulder injury. Um, despite the bye week, they had the week off. And Mahomes is also popping up on the injury report. He has a, a pectoral injury listed. Uh, Chiefs are two and three in their last five games. You can win at Arrowhead. Bills need to prove they can just win a close game right now. Chargers are hosting the Denver Broncos. Chargers five and seven, Broncos six and six. Linebacker Khalil Mack, he leads the league 15 sacks, and he's recorded at least two sacks in each of his last three games faces Russell Wilson and company now. It's all
1: Brandon Staley's leadership on defense. That's that's what Khalil Mack. That's that's what
0: we're seeing there, Hutton. Sunday defense Night Night is the problem for him. The winner holds control of the NFC East. It's the Eagles at 10 and 2, the Cowboys at 9 and 3. To this point, Philly is 3 and 1 through a tough stretch. Uh with wins against the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills, the Eagles, well, if they can get through their next two opponents, they can Grab hold of that number one seed and not look back. Uh, They've got three winnable games to finish the season. Uh, The Niners, though, forced Jalen Hurts to throw it 45 times. Can Dallas jump out to a quick lead and force the pass? Dallas was able to do that early on, throwing the football with Dak Prescott, who's on an MVP pace. Monday Night Football, you've got two games kicking off at the same time. Titans and Dolphins will kick off on ESPN. Uh, The knock on the Dolphins all year is they haven't beaten a premium opponent. They have the four and eight Titans. Then they will face some sub-500 teams as well down the stretch. But, I mean, they have a week 17 matchup against Baltimore that could determine the number one overall seed. And, uh, Chad, the other Monday Night Football matchup, Packers against the Giants. Green Bay is a top 10 scoring defense. And here's their offense putting up points when they need it the most. All of a sudden, Jordan Love has clicked with LaFleur. They're actually scoring points in the first half. Packers on a three-game run. Last two victories speak volumes, having uh, picked up wins over the Detroit Lions and Kansas City Chiefs. 16-0 and is LaFleur's record in December as a head coach LaFleur. It's going to be a December
1: to remember for the Packers if things continue the way they have the last few weeks. I don't know which game is less interesting on Monday Night Football. If I had to pick from a national standpoint, what does America want to see? The Dolphins beat up on the Titans with that offense. America will the watch
0: Packers possible emergence. They'll watch Packers in New York market is what that probably. That's on ABC. That's the only reason. Yeah, but yeah, I would say you want to watch Miami.
1: I'm here to say I'm not overly interested in either. Well,
0: I'd rather see Miami just aesthetically. Seventy points.
1: Yeah, just I'd, I'd rather watch that offense, but yeah i mean it's it's you're right it's packers giants from a from just a from a franchise standpoint
0: yeah tommy devito
1: T- tommy devito uh, all of uh italian americans everywhere are gonna tune in for that he's their patron saint now
0: yeah and if the giants somehow pull off this victory green bay is they have the playoffs right here just go grab it
1: but matt lafleur is 16 and 0 in, in december.
0: december crazy coming up we'll give our best bets for patriot steelers Fun day here at Sixth and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Hot Mike with, with her rolls on across the Outkick Network. Jet, uh intrigue. So you mentioned Cincinnati hosting Jacksonville. It could be a game where two backups are playing, right? Uh, Cleveland hosting Jacksonville. Cleveland, sorry. You
1: will have. You could have two backups. Could we'll have. have one for you're sure right. with uh, Flacco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cleveland's defense. You're not. You're intrigued by that, but not tonight, where. You've no, got, I, look, I shouldn't say I, that. I'm
1: somewhat intrigued. I want to see the car accident. I want to see Mitch Trubisky at quarterback. Like I, that, that's that's if you give me an NFL game, I'm going to tell you something I can find in it. Either yeah. a car accident worthy or a player I want to watch it's or just, a quarterback I want to see develop. I want to see what they look like. Uh, granted, against a great defense, to the Patriots, for all the jokes about the offense and their record and two and ten, and everything else, yeah, defense has been really good. But uh, I, I want to see how Trubisky looks in that game.
0: I also want to see uh, how Al Michaels will uh, react to this game.
1: I think Al Michaels will be on like his C-plus game only because of the franchises. Like if, if you took these two teams tonight that have no offense and you made them Tampa Bay I'm versus trying. Houston, then he would be half asleep the entire time. But because it's Patriots-Steelers,
0: he's going to have a little bit more pep in his stuff. He had a good production meeting with Belichick. You know, I'm sure that went well. Yeah, man. yeah that, was, that was the production meeting. The OutKick That's store. I answered every question. Playing on a new field. That's right. Uh, the new OutKick store just launched. And to celebrate, we're offering a buy one, get one 50% off deal for a limited time. You can find our favorite polos, t-shirts, and more when you visit shop.outkick.com. And uh, you'll score 50% off. All you got to do is visit shop.outkick.com, add items to your cart, and then the discount will be automatically applied. Dave, your thoughts on tonight's Thursday Night Football
2: matchup? Uh, this game is Nebraska-Iowa for the NFL. really is. And it's a good comparison. Minus,
0: minus the uh, the low viewership.
2: Yeah. I mean, l- at least the, they'll have that going for them. <laughs> minus and the Midwestern morals, too. Uh, Chad, Chad already knows the answer to this because we talked about it when a br- during a break when you had stepped out. Okay. But do you know what the heaviest bet is as far as where the handle's at for the first touchdown score?
0: Um, um, just I know, so I oh, can't First answer. time touchdown score tonight. For tonight, yep. Uh, who it will be? Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not Najee Harris who's like playing. Like the,
2: the
1: best odds, you're saying?
2: No, not the best odds, where the handle is. So where most people that go to this book are like bet, placing okay, their gotcha. money. And it's...
0: It's got to be a Steelers running back.
2: Najee is second. Actually, first is that there is no touchdown.
0: Wow. Yeah, that's ridiculous.
2: Wow. Got
1: Bill Belichick weighing in on that one. I... That's not even odd. This option. is crazy. I'm looking right now at mine. I've tried to bet that, and I, can't, I don't even see it. And this I'm is a, going
0: anytime touchdown. It's a Patriots defense that has had three straight games of ten points or less allowed, and they yeah. still lost. And the Steelers I offense. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers the will
1: score tonight.
0: I feel yeah. pretty confident. Special teams will play yeah. a factor in honor of Steve Tasker.
1: If uh, if Nebraska Iowa was a hearty stew, this <laughs> game is spoiled. New England clam chowder versus a cold Pramani Brothers sandwich with fries on it. That still sounds good. Which though. is a Pittsburgh thing that I still just do not recommend you do. I, I, the fries are better on the side. It's a side item for a reason. Don't put it on your sandwich. I, I don't still yeah, don't that's get that.
0: It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous for Belichick there. Um, he likes the clam job. Chad, give us an anytime touchdown score. You're always great at this. Hutton, I am
1: on uh, – I don't like to toot my own horn. Go ahead. Mainly because I've had no reason to toot my own horn this year because my record has been abysmal at times. Uh, been pretty good, though, with this one. I am going Najee Harris, anytime touchdown. It is plus 190. Give me Najee Harris, Steelers, anytime touchdown, plus 190. Let me give you a sleeper backdoor yeah. bet on the anytime touchdown. Deontay Johnson is plus 300. Maybe him and Trubisky have a little something, more so than what Kenny Pickett had with him. So that's one to watch, too, with some, uh, some odds in your favor on that one. David, do you have it pulled up right now,
0: the over-under? this uh, As of this morning, the betting total for Week 14 in this game, the lowest in an NFL game in three decades, dating back to 1980. No NFL over-under has ever closed below 30. Where are they now?
2: We're right at 30. I think lower. we might it, take the under. It, yeah, if some more money comes in late, we could get it to twenty nine and a half. I'd love to see it. I, I do think, Chad, you're talking about anytime touchdown. Um, Steelers defense might not be a bad way to go.
0: <laughs> yeah, sack, fumble recovery. That's, that's a good one
2: too.
1: Yeah, I didn't even look at the odds on that. Do you have that, Davey? It What's the is, plus odds on that?
0: Here's here's Chad falling into uh, Davey's trap again. Yes, uh, it, no, I'm
1: not. I'm doing not doing it. telling phone you to is, take it. I'm just. Out. I'm just
2: letting you know. No, no Davey okay.
1: always gets me going after I've had three drinks.
2: He'll send so, <laughs> me something when I'm home and on a Friday
1: night and I'll see it. I'm like, oh, I'm going to put $50 on that. That sounds like a good plan.
2: Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, anytime t- defense, anytime touchdown or special teams, plus 600. And the this is according to uh, DK, but the no touchdown score, you can only put that on the uh, – you can't do that as an anytime touchdown, but if you want to do it for the first touchdown, for no touchdown score, that's plus 1,400. Get after it.
1: I like it. I like those odds. Have you guys seen this Sean McDermott story that's yep. popped in the last yes. hour? Yes, we were
0: talking about it uh, during the break. You, you have a statement from him at all?
1: No. So Ty Dunn has this report on Bill's head coach, Sean McDermott. So this, was, uh, this is all stemming from uh, an address to his team at St. John's Fisher College in Pittsburgh, New York, uh, before the season. Uh, McDermott's morning address began innocently enough. Then he told the entire team they needed to come together. But then sources on hand say he used a strange model, the terrorist on 9-11-2001. He cited the hijackers as a group of people who were all able to get on the same page to orchestrate attacks to perfection. One by one, McDermott started asking specific players in the room questions. Quote, what tactics do you think they used to come together? A young player tried to methodically answer and then the question was, what do you think their biggest obstacle was? A veteran player then answered, "TSA," which mercifully lightened the mood.: And this is
0: from a few years back.
1: It just says an incident all I'm, all I'm reading is the excerpt that's an incident from Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, New York.
2: This would have been during their 2021 training camp. Yeah, that's
0: I mean. sounds probably Foreo not says the he way sounds to like go. Michael Scott. And yeah, that, That's a good comparison here. <laughs>
1: Not the way to go with your team. No. Dumb. I could see Scott doing that. Yes. I'm just always fascinated by the timing of stories. So that's this, happened also in, like, this happened in 2021, Davey? Correct. So, they're 6-6. Six and six, They're inconsistent. And now stories like this get out.
0: Yeah. And that's why they get out. People but start Because surfing. Ty Dunn or whoever else covers the Bills wouldn't be able to recover from it if they were... Ten and two. Well, but right it, now Ty Dunn is in the middle of like a three part series on why the Bills are having so many issues. He's like exploring all the issues within the organization and on the field. So this is where you have the deep dive.
2: McDermott did not because they're deny six and six. Making the comments, he said, I regretted mentioning nine eleven in the, my message that day, and I immediately apologized to the team. He added that his goal was to get his guys to understand the importance of being on the same page. Dumb. I just that's, think a lot of people... That's a people, lack of social skills. Uh,
0: we know a lot of people who just...
1: ...really say the wrong things at the wrong time... Yes. ...quite often and have no clue they're even doing it or just aren't well-studied enough to understand how to handle a certain situation. Like a joke you make around three of your buddies or like among friends is not something you make to a stranger that you just meet or certainly not a joke you make to a room full of people that you're coaching in yeah. that moment. So that's... Very odd from Sean McDermott. I'm
2: trying to think if if there was hey, a way. least he to, so. to go about it, like if if you're thinking the art of war, it's like, well, how are you trying to attack don't, your don't do it, enemy? Dave. No, I'm not going to say like he the way shouldn't to do it have it done just that. The
0: way the country came together. If you're well, going to even the go the way there.
2: to do it is to
1: like use the other side of a war. That's the American side, right? Like there are plenty of World War II stories about people having to come together that he could have he could have illustrated. Not the terrorist of 9/11. So many other. Uh, examples,
0: yes. Um, we, are we any of us taking the, uh, the Bills this week? I doubt it. As they're taking on the Chiefs, it's time for NFL Eliminator. I can't lose again. None of us can. Jacksonville uh, hurt me last week. Uh, so we've all suffered a loss through this. And we've all
1: suffered, okay. We,
0: we have. Uh, <laughs> we've t- all suffered for this. I for took this the game. Jags against the Bengals. Uh, Chad, you went with Miami. Davey went with Detroit last week in week 13.
1: Miami did win, correct? This is one game that I did not lose. They did win. That's
0: good. Lions also <laughs> I, won. I, I thought I remembered that. And, Chad, you have the uh, the floor, I believe, first pick this week for NFL Eliminator. Let's see who I picked. Let's go <laughs> ahead and let's,
1: let's roll it out there right now. The Green Bay Packers. I did this before the show. I was rushed, but I thought to myself, you know, Giants, not a full believer. Tommy DeVito, nice story. Not going to get it done. I like what Jordan Love has done. To me, this is a, qualifies a risky pick in this game. Yeah. Given some of the other options I had. The biggest point spread of the week I'd already taken. And I want to say that was maybe the Ravens that I'd already picked. But I'm going with a, a, a six-and-a-half-point favorite. Give me the Packers to
2: win. Davey? Guys, I, I typically try to avoid division matchups for this, but... it's a smart play by you. Just... From what I've seen lately, I'm going with the 49ers over the Seahawks. They're a double digit favorite at this point. Geno Smith has never beaten San Francisco. And they boat
0: raced them earlier this year.
2: Yeah. So I I feel confident. Plus, I mean, you got to look at some of the other teams that have have been taken. And at this point, I I feel that was the safest bet I had compared to who I was remained eligible to pick.
0: I was surprised you guys didn't go with my selection and the final selection. I've probably already picked them. Houston, Houston Texans. No, I've not picked them. Um, they failed me earlier this season when I selected them against the Falcons. Now I'm selecting them against the Jets. Weather could be a factor. C.J. Stroud uh, has played very up and down as of late, but the Texans are on a playoff push. The Jets certainly are not. They know Aaron Rodgers isn't coming back, although I believe that Zach Wilson is back because Rodgers is back in the fold. That's why they're starting him this week. And I think that means great things for Houston, quite frankly. You've got uh, the Jets that are just woeful offensively. It's not going to get better. The team knows that Wilson sucks. They don't want him starting, but he's starting anyway. Robert Sala doesn't even want to start him, I don't believe. But after a 4-3 and three start, they've dropped their last five games. Meanwhile, Houston is the surprise team this year, making the playoff push in the AFC. This is when you make the turn and start to get on that path of playing the best football of the season going into the postseason. And with Jacksonville... Maybe not as uncertain as what they were on Monday or Tuesday with Trevor Lawrence's injury. The AFC South is also right there. And you're trying to keep in step with, also a surprise, the Indianapolis Colts, who are 7-5. and five. I'm taking Houston, albeit on the road, against the New York Jets to win and come back with a victory so I'm not eliminated it's, from this competition.
2: It's, it's a good pick. The only thing that scared me away from this one was it's likely going to be rainy and windy. Yep. And that Think about was Zach Wilson just enough. There. I, I know that's the thing. They're just going to hand the ball to Brees Hall and, and see what their defense can do. So that, that was the one hesitation I had for that one. But well, We're about to get into the ugly weather season. So Yeah, which is fun season for me. I like some of these
1: bad weather games. Someone else who doesn't mind a bad weather game, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick just announced will be the college game day celebrity guest picker for the Army-Navy game Wow, on Saturday. So we're going to see maybe some personality um, out of Bill maybe? Belichick. Maybe more than him mumbling. Maybe not. His dad, Steve, coached at coached Navy. There. So he grew up in Annapolis. That's his tie. I uh, should TV know. The where, Conor
2: where, where, playing. Where are they
0: playing the game this year? I don't know. Philly, I believe.
1: Okay. That sounds right. Let me double check where it is this year. I've got it right I got some, It's normally I got, in Philly, but... Oh, it, it's at it has, Gillette.
0: That makes total oh, sense okay. Uh, Never mind. Yeah, I was going to say, like, is he uh, taking the weekend off? That's very unlike Bill Belichick. Now he just walks down the hall and... Straight across to uh, Gillette. So when they do the team walkthrough uh, in Foxborough, they clear out the entire stadium the night before the game. They do it at Gillette. And I've always wondered, like, the team that was in in the middle of Spygate does it at the stadium and how many cameras they have across that place. Because on the radio team with the Titans, we would want to set up our gear the night before we could not like we were escorted out and then back in to set up the gear for the next day's game and i can imagine he's paranoid about having all the staff there yeah, making sure doing, that
1: you weren't putting any cameras anywhere yeah, or show
0: or just seeing their walkthrough. that was brady's final game uh, in 2019 2020
1: final game as a pat
0: other final yeah. game
1: went on to win a super wasn't
0: bowl wasn't logan ryan's either no it was Had not the pick six on brady and now for the logan win.
1: ryan's playing again for the 49ers that's
0: right guys what a wild world back at it tomorrow the weekend, though, has officially started, according to Chad yes. Oh,
1: We're well into it now. Thursday evening, here we go. Weekend Enjoy time, everybody. the
0: NFL's version of the Iowa Hawkeyes tonight on Thursday it's Night a Football. Party stew of a football game. Back at it tomorrow, 3 o'clock Eastern.